hello and welcome to Relationship Rescue, the podcast. Every relationship begins with you. It's Heather here and thank you for tuning in. You know what? We're going to move right along with, um, I'm going to tie in the breakup, how to get through this bre- a breakup, what stops us from getting through a breakup or a divorce, which is a serious breakup. They're all serious breakups. Why? Because any breakup means there's going to be grief, there's going to be heartache, and there's also going to be people that get triggered consistently. The, the things that trigger you are going to be magnified going through a breakup or a divorce, especially when you're doing that with a toxic, unhealthy per, um, partner, right? So it's very difficult to understand um, one, the triggers, two, the, um, you know, dealing with obviously the triggered emotions, dealing with how to best, um, first of all, grieve the ending of something while not totally self-abandoning, while, while being there for your children, while also then not engaging in the same garbage you and your partner have been, you know, engaging in for however many years you've been engaging in it for, right? So, um, you know, one of the things that I had to accept, and I accepted, and I want, this is very important, so please pay attention. One of the things you need to accept is that in the end, okay, and, and, and I, my clients know this, because I, I go over it many times. In the end, it's not our parents or God who have abandoned, abandoned us. We have abandoned ourselves. Did it start out that we were abandoned by our parents? Yes, God has never abandoned us, right? And why I mean abandoned us and parents, it's just, it, it's a very, um, the term means basically you were let down in some way. I don't know what way it was, but you were abandoned with your needs. Something wasn't met, whatever it is. I don't know your story. But yes, you were let down. You were failed. And the proof is there. But in the end, it's us now self-abandoning, right? So, and many of our defenses are what? Our oldest friends. They're tried and true. These defensive, these triggered reactions have worked in the past, but they haven't. But you keep going back to them. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it, it's, see, we, we stand by these reactions, the things we do, because as a child, they protected us What when all us failed. When all us failed, even though now they fail us and they do us zero good, we're still reluctant to discard our reactions and getting unstuck. We stay stuck in the muddy waters, right? So obviously most of my clients, and that's why I do the free call first, are are very ready for change, very ready to heal. And they go at it and they're ready. Get, go, boom. Um, there's a few that just want me to be codependent with them and rescue them and I won't and that doesn't work and then there's a few that I've had that don't tell me the whole story don't let me know that there's domestic abuse involved um don't let me know that uh, there was an affair with you know possible pregnancy with the affair partner don't let me know there's a lot of things right so that doesn't work because I I I won't deal with domestic violence that needs it, that that's a really serious thing. So anyways, but when you're ready to heal and to change and you 
um, come to me with 100% truth and you come to me and we talk. That's why that initial call is so important. I know that you are done blaming God, blaming your parents. You know, we look within at yourself, at your childhood once and then we move through it. I validate why this is happening, but we don't stay stuck in it. So, um, and there's a lot of people that, you know, obviously in this world that have a hard time committing to following through to healing and they go right back to where they are, right? And, and for some, it's just because they're afraid of what? They're afraid of um, their anger, okay? That's a big one. See, there's two types of anger, and I talked about yesterday about anger as anger and, and or anger abuse, right? So you can also call it closed anger or open anger, okay? So there's the anger that's expressed, which is, you know, um, the intent to protect, but it's also an intent to learn. So it's like basically, you know what, that didn't feel good. I don't like that you said I'm really feeling bad about that and I don't um I don't appreciate it but I can you tell me why you said that? You know, did, is it let let's talk about it. Now, my voice is going to be raised although I I'm, I talk loud anyways, but you know, my voice would get a little bit more raised. Um I speak, you can't see me, but with my hands. I'm a big I speak with my hands a lot. So my my hand movements might be be more profound, more right like but um and the my facial expression when i'm angry will change but that's but my that my anger is now it's it's always been no it hasn't always been but for the most part it's an intent to learn i'm angry can you help me here what you know with the people i love so but when you have closed anger okay that's controlling, that's the rageaholics, that's a vindictive anger, <clears throat> which is basically expressed by who? That's the abandoned inner child. And that's when no loving adult shows up for that child. So that inner child still feels helpless and powerless. So closed anger is, you know, the anger expressed by the unloving adult towards the abandoned child. And it's frightening, gets out of control, right? And um, it intends to harm, not learn. It's the rage. So one of the things that we have to start doing is inner dialogue. You have to start talking to your inner child. And again, that's something I teach in courses. It's something that I teach to my one-on-one clients because it is so important. You need to start learning who you are, what are your needs, and filling them, right? See, because what's always underneath anger? What's always underneath anger is pain. Now, here's the thing. We've all experienced pain as children, right? You experienced pain as a child. But what happened? Well, you learned how to stop feeling that pain, how to keep yourself from feeling it. But guess what? Those feelings are still within you. Remember the amygdala. Remember how I keep going back to brains and the subconscious mind. It's still in there. So what you have to be willing to do is feel and heal the old pain. 
So if you hold on to these false beliefs, these limiting false beliefs that I've been talking about for years upon years upon years, right? Um, it's just unending pain that you stay stuck in. Those beliefs you have about yourself, I'm not good enough, who I am is not good, all those things basically say, um, guess what? I suck. I'm angry because I'm not good enough. I'm I'm angry because of I can't who I am is not okay. I'm angry because I can't be direct. I'm angry. And all of these things um keep us stuck in a protective mode. So instead of opening up to these beliefs and examining them, right? Um we keep them hidden. And if you're unwilling to test these beliefs, you're never open to learning and you continue to protect yourself from the same pain. And many times people don't even want to know about their pain. And this is going to be really, this is something that I learned and I never am out to make somebody's childhood bad. I'm never out to say, you know what, this is, this is, was that bad. But if you are invested, okay, and many, many people are, Okay, that you had an ideal childhood. If your family trained you to keep secrets, okay, then you may become, you may feel um, that it's wrong to find the truth. Until knowing the truth and why you feel the way you do, why you react the way you do, why you have the relationships you have, why you feel stuck, why you procrastinate, why you are a people pleaser, why you feel angry, why you shut down, why you why do you run, why do you flee, why do you do the, until you look at those patterns that are keeping you stuck and investigate the why behind them. You're going to continue to feel deep, deep grief. And you're going to continue to stay stuck. There is no way around it. You have to go through the feelings to heal them. Okay? Through the feelings to heal them. You know, the deepest pain that people f face, okay, is the alone aloneness and loneliness. And tie that in with the, it's wrenching, it's it's so deep, the, the, uh, feeling what? Feeling powerlessness. You feel powerless. So, in all of this craziness that we feel, these horrible things, is basically a reluctant to basically experience the feelings, experience it, heal, go through it. And we cannot, you know, I, I said, um, I talked about one of my posts, a LinkedIn post actually, but I've, I've also talked about it before, is that there's a road that one must travel down to live up to their highest potential. And my um, living up to your highest potential is my goal for all of my clients. And that means not just in their marriage or relationship, but obviously they have to heal themselves first love themselves, learn self-respect, learn how to um, know their worth, right? Be assertive, all these other things. But, and, and then have the, the relationships will be in healing, trying to lead them to their the career they desire, open the business they want, whatever. There's a whole entire package here. Now, what happens is your first 
path journey is childhood. Whatever happened on that first journey, that path to get you to the second path journey, which is adulthood. If on the first path, the first journey, you were entrenched in enmeshment, abuse, dysfunction, and you left that journey with, again, um, that childhood wounding, and you have attachment style issues, you have anger issues, all of your reactions are disproportionate, but or you're a people pleaser, you end up in toxic relationships, all that. You must take the road. There's a road that leads to your highest potential, which puts you on the second journey of your life, which is adulthood, going through, having babies, marriage, all of it. If your first journey, your childhood, was filled with what I just said, and you do not take the road to your highest potential, which is healing, that's what I do. I take my clients down the road to their highest potential. Your journey, your second journey, your second path, your second part, book two, call it whatever you want, will be filled with unhealthy, unhappy relationships, unsatisfying careers, feelings of less than all of those things. And I can't make somebody take that road, right? Nobody can. You can't even make your. You'll know when you're ready. But that road is necessary, okay? So you can't. You you can't get to the core of who you are if you basically lay dead in a state of depression, anxiety, fears, fears of pain. Loneliness, loneliness. You can't. You're going to keep trying to stay on the surface. You're going to keep holding your breath. And then you find, oh, it's getting harder and breathing. Harder and harder, harder. But you still, still try to get through it. Right? So, um, you have to close that gap between the two paths, two journeys, book one or book two. And the only way to do it is take that road, that healing journey road, right? So um, the healthy ego is the mind that assesses correctly and acts with forethought, right? So that our goals in life can be fulfilled, so that we can have the loving relationships and everything we desire. The inflated ego is the mindset that operates on arrogance, entitlement, right? It operates on feelings of less than. Anger is basically displeasure, right? So so what are you going to do if you are just angry all the time, right? I, I, it, you're not going to live the life you deserve. So we fear others' anger, right, okay, because the, tr the, the um, triggers and reaction are basically two sides of one coin. We can be triggered into anger, you know, the experience or unfairness of the, the stimulus, um, or anger can be our reaction. So, if we're, so let's say we're triggered by anger, anger, then a reaction may take the form of placating or avoiding and every, all of it is related to what? It's related to fear. 
What is it about an angry face that scares us? I don't know. I know what my dad's face was, right? So, so here's some possible triggers for that. So um, in childhood, we only saw abuse. So this becomes synonymous in our minds, the amygdala, with anger. Um, if we suffer uh, post-traumatic stress from past abusive experiences, we're on high alert for the slightest frown, the slightest frown that may erupt in what? Danger or harm. We become, then we become what in that instance? People pleasers. We resort to placating instead of owning the truth of our power. We are thus afraid of what? Anger, others' anger even more. And we're afraid to show our own anger. Anger um, is, is the equivalent of distancing, separation. And then what? We're, we're, we're creatures that are supposed to connect, not separate. So people fear abandonment more than any other psychological predicament. Okay? That's it. That is the one thing. So what we do is then is this. So if we fear abandonment, what do we do? We do anything not to be abandoned. Hello, anxious, preoccupied. Hello, codependent. Hello, bad, insecure attachment styles, right? See, if you've seen that irritation can erupt into abuse, well, then guess what? If somebody's irritated, you're going to be triggered. If, um, a lot of us hold back from expressing healthy anger. Why? Because we fear that it, if we do express it, the other person will either not like us anymore or explode at us. We fail to see, and this is because we're with unhealthy people most of the time, that healthy anger ultimately brings people closer together. It's abuse that drives us apart. I'm going to say it again. Healthy anger can bring people close to uh, together. Abuse drives us apart. When you can share the displeasure of share uh, um, in your heart with another person that loves you and you are safe with, then that you can coexist in a beautiful relationship and that um, will enhance closeness. And when we have fear anger, it evokes a trust issue. We feel unsafe. We feel insecure. So in a healthy relationship, what can we say? We can say, let's find out what scares each of us and present our anger to one another in ways that avoid that pitfall. Let's just make sure that we are going to have this safe and secure um, connection. So, but very few can do that, obviously. Why? Because that inner child is deeply wounded and you can't possibly get in touch with those feelings until you're healed. And that is the truth. And uh, it's the truth. I can't say it enough. So what happens when some people are afraid to show their anger directly? What happens? Passive aggressiveness. And what's passive aggressiveness, I think is because I dealt with rageaholics my whole life, I can deal with a rageaholic. Not that I do ever anymore, but I wouldn't and I can't. But passive aggressiveness is, I almost feel it's worse at times. <laughs> it's so disrespectful. It so feels so yucky. So if you have a passive aggressive partner, oh boy. So, um, 
when if you didn't download the triggers um oh god the triggers pdf that i i put the link in to yet the the last um podcast episode you know i'll put the link into it again um here in this episode because you got to start looking at what triggers you that's the most important thing to understand the triggers and in this pdf you're going to see there's nine categories of triggers you got to figure out the that's a start um secondly i just opened my inner healing community it's been this summer it took a revamp i closed it down it's reopened and we were oh my gosh there's Oh, I think there's six amazing lessons in there to healing. Um, it's the inner healing community is a beautiful community of like-minded people. Um, and I, you know, I'm going to attach the link in there. If you're not ready to work one-on-one with me, if you're not ready for that yet, if you want to dip your toes into wa- uh, the water of what it feels like to heal, click the link and join that inner healing community. That is for you. It's dipping the toes in. Maybe you're in maintenance. Maybe you don't need to work one-on-one with me, but you would like, um, you know, to be a part of my community that that other people are not a part of because this is, and it is a paid community. And I created it um, for, again, people not quite ready for healing or people that are in maintenance. It's not, a healing course is not working on one-on-one with me, but it's, it's, you will, it's teaching you how to begin healing, keeping you or keeping you in maintenance of healing. And actually you can probably heal, you could heal in this, in the community. You would need to, you know, really pay attention all the time. Um, but I'm going to put the link in there. It's $23 a month. You can, if you sign up for the year, you get four months free and you can go in and start today. You can actually go in there today and there's six different modules already in there for healing. I think there's four lessons, four to five lessons in each module. I'm adding, um, each month I'm adding, I add to it. I'm adding more this month and start. The key is to start. Okay. That is what you want to do. You need to start somewhere. So thank you for tuning in to Relationship Rescue. Every relationship begins with you. And don't forget that my, you know this, my favorite thing, tagline, mine. Every relationship begins with you. Have a great day, evening, morning, wherever you are in this world. I love you and I wish you massive healing and peace.